welcome to episode number eight, where we are going to party. Yep, today we're going to talk about Every Day's a Party by Emeril Lagasse, which was the book of the week for week 35. Today's episode, you will hear all about the recipes that we cooked from this book, which include Irish soda bread, potato soup, hot sauce fried chicken, and jalapeno cornbread. I'm also going to start on random chef facts for Emeril Lagasse. He's got a lot going on. I think I have to do that in more than one part. And of course, later in the episode, I'll be revealing the rolling results for week 36. So stay tuned, keep listening, and I hope you enjoy episode number eight. I'm Lubelle McDoobie, and this is Rolling for Recipes. I'm here to entertain, inspire, and encourage home cooks of all levels. If your cooking could use the warm, funny, guiding hand of a real-life grandma, that would be me, Bluebell McDoobie. Join me here each week on Rolling for Recipes. All right, let's get started. As always, I'm so happy that you're here with me today, and I'm ready to tell you all about the McDoobie Recipe Review for Emerald Lagasse's cookbook, Every Day's a Party. Party! The first recipe I want to tell you about was the hot sauced fried chicken, which Big Papa McDoobie undertook for us for our dining pleasure. It was quite delicious, I got to tell you. I don't think it was really so much about the hot sauce flavor because to, to be honest, I really didn't notice much hot sauce flavor in this fried chicken. However, it was marinated in the refrigerator for eight hours at least in buttermilk the hot sauce, salt and pepper that he says in the recipe to not be uneasy about the amount of hot sauce. And it really was not any heat added to the to the chicken, to my taste anyway. However, Big Papa was masterful in his frying of this particular fried chicken. And that may have skewed my opinion of it because it was extremely crispy, perfectly fried chicken. The interior of it was very juicy and delicious, just like you would imagine. But really, it did not have any kind of hot sauceness to me. I didn't really taste anything like that. But I do think that it is a very good fried chicken recipe. I think it would be great to maybe even kick it up a little bit more with some more hot sauce. So that was a very popular item. And he made, along with the fried chicken, he made jalapeno cornbread. To me, the real star of that meal was the jalapeno cornbread. I mean, we've all had millions of different kinds of cornbreads, right? Well, this one was really different. It did have fresh, sweet corn kernels in it. According to Emeril, he was saying that the fresh corn kernels is what give the bread its good texture. It was the least crumbly cornbread I've ever had. For instance, when you sliced it, it really held together very well. And it was very pretty. It was flecked with some red and green from the the green from the jalapeno and then some also some red pepper, red bell pepper. And it was just a very pretty cornbread. The other interesting thing about this recipe, other than the fresh corn kernels, was that he had you combine the milk, the corn, and the salt and boil that. So you're cooking the corn essentially for, for 15 minutes, remove from the heat, and then you add the bell pepper and the jalapeno. Now, Mr. McDoobie did cook it a little bit longer. He wanted to make sure that those chunks of bell pepper and jalapeno weren't still kind of crunchy. And I think he made the right call because it came out perfect. It was so good. It was really quite delicious. When it was my turn to cook, I'll have to admit that I struggled. I struggled a little bit with this book because so many of the recipes 
were obviously their celebrations. So many of the recipes called for lobster or crab or bagua, all kinds of very fancy celebration type foods. Well, luckily, the day that I decided to cook was a little bit of a cooler spring day here in Southern California. And I settled on a page in the cookbook that had two recipes. And one was for Irish soda bread and the other for potato soup. That hit my fancy just right on that kind of a chilly day. And I love that they (laughs) that the recipes were shown. So the book was open, bread was on one side, soup on the other. I was really grateful for that because I don't know if I would have thought of looking for one or other of the recipes, if you know what I mean. So it was very convenient to have the bread and the soup on the same pages of the book. I didn't even have to turn the page to make them both. Both of these recipes were absolutely great. And I would say that soup made out of potatoes is a very standard item, I'm sure you would agree. But this recipe did have something slightly different that I haven't seen before. And I've made plenty of soups made out of potatoes in many different types. What was different about this recipe was the quantity of onions that Emeril called for. He wanted two full cups of finely diced onions put into this soup. I was amazed. I was like, okay, that's quite a bit of onion and not as large of a quantity of potato as you might imagine for a soup made of potatoes. It was only a pound of potato. Adding that quantity of onions really brought a depth of flavor that I don't think I've tasted in a potato soup before. It was really quite good. It was very, very good, especially with the Irish soda bread. And I wanted to talk about that Irish soda bread with you because if you've never baked bread, maybe you're you're hesitant about trying your hand at baking bread, I would highly recommend trying your hand at Irish soda bread. This type of bread is a little more forgiving than a yeast bread. Doesn't take as long to make. You don't have to go for that rise. The dough itself, the process of making it was very fulfilling kind of a soft, very fluffy, almost like a biscuit-like dough. It did have buttermilk in it as well, just like the fried chicken did. And it was a perfect thing to to eat with the potato soup. So that is what we made out of Every Day's a Party with Emerald Lagasse. We made the Irish soda bread, potato soup, hot sauce fried chicken, and the jalapeno cornbread all of which were delicious because Emerald really is quite an excellent cook. All right, we're going to start talking about Emerald Lagasse today. I decided to do a multi-part random chef facts on Emerald Lagasse because he just has such a huge bio. To begin with, he is still alive. He's 62 years old. He was born in October 1959. He's from the East Coast, as you probably might imagine by his accent. From what I can count, he has at least 19 or 20 cookbooks. The man obviously is extremely well known. He was the original celebrity chef, really, on Food Network. He has very long Food Network shows, Emerald Live and Essence of Emerald. And of course, you heard all of his catchphrases like kick it up a notch and bam. To get our knowledge started here, besides knowing how old he is, I wanted to just read to you that he is a regional James Beard Award winner. He's known for his mastery of Creole and Cajun cuisine and his self-developed New Orleans style. Emerald grew up in Massachusetts, and he was born to a French-Canadian family from Quebec. Emerald's mom, Hilda, was Portuguese, and Emerald worked in a Portuguese bakery as a teenager, and that was where he discovered his talent for cooking. He subsequently enrolled in a culinary arts program at the Demon Regional Vocational Technical High School. 
He was also a talented percussionist, and he earned a scholarship to the New England Conservatory of Music. But instead of attending that music school, he went to Johnson and Wales University in hopes of becoming a chef, and he graduated in 1978. He became the executive chef at Dunphy's Hyannis Resort in 1979, and he was nominated Chef of the Year in 1983. In 1982, Emeril Lagasse got his huge break, and he succeeded Paul Prudhomme, who you know I've talked about before, as the executive chef of Commander's Palace in New Orleans. He led the kitchen there for seven and a half years before he finally left to open his own restaurant in 1990. He opened Emeril's in New Orleans, and it was designated the Restaurant of the Year in Esquire magazine that year, and it's been the recipient of the Wine Spectator Grand Award since 1999. Many of Emeril's restaurants, as well as the corporate office, are all located in New Orleans. So that is just a snippet of what we're going to learn about Emeril Lagasse together. I can't even tell you how many articles I've found online about him, what he's doing currently. And so we'll dive into that again another time on another episode of Rolling for Recipes. Today on Bell's Favorite Kitchen Things, I have a very, how can I put this, specialty item, I guess I would call it. It's my rechargeable milk foamer Dougal Bopper. I love that thing. So I've always coveted these little wire whisk, little automatic milk foamers. I, my daughter had one. I, I was always staring at it going, I got to get one of those. Well, my sister gave me her rechargeable milk foamer that came with the mud water that she bought. You've probably heard of that. It's a coffee alternative. And I wasn't too fond of the actual mud water, but I love the rechargeable milk foamer. You just plug it into a USB cable, just like you do your wireless mouse. It's fabulous. And the one that she gave me came with uh, two extra heads on it. And so far, I've only used it to foam my half and half for my coffee in the morning. That just gives me just like the biggest pleasure in the morning to have beautifully foamed half and half on my coffee. It's the little things in life that really make me very grateful and happy just to have that little bit of pleasure in the morning with that foamed up milk on my coffee. is just a great way to start the day. I do think I probably could use it to foam other things in my cooking, but I kind of just want to keep it pristine and use it only for my special coffee in the morning. So if you don't have a rechargeable little whisk thingy and you like to drink coffee with foamed milk in the morning, I highly recommend you get yourself one of those. They're available all over the place. They're not very expensive. I love it. And I hope you get one for yourself and enjoy it too. Okay, time to hear all about the McDoobie's review of the cookbook, Every Day's a Party by Emeril Lagasse. It's his Louisiana recipes for celebrating with family and friends. This book was written not only by Emeril Lagasse, but with Marcel Bienvenu and Felicia Willett. The photographs were by Philip Gould. Well, this is a smaller book. It's very, very chock full of photographs, organized chronologically starting with January, obvi, and just going through all the different standard 
holidays along with Louisiana specific and also a lot of celebrations that were specific to and personal to Emerald Lagasse himself. I would say that just like all of Emerald's cooking, the recipes are delicious. The four that we made all came out great, but there's a problem with this book. The organization of it, because it's organized January through December with each one having a quantity of say three to six recipes per little chapter, you cannot go to the index and look up something like, you know, appetizers or anything like that. It's all just advertised by the month. And then they also have an index where each item is supposed to be, but believe it or not, I could not find that fried chicken anywhere in the index. I had to go through this whole book page by page to find the fried chicken recipe when Big Papa was ready for the next step. And when I went to go make my notes for this book. So that was bizarre and annoying that you couldn't look up something easily in the back. From a historical standpoint and learning about Louisiana and the different holidays that they have, such as a sugarcane festival and an oyster festival and French market tomato festival. I mean, lots of very cool tidbits of information about Louisiana is included in this book and a lot, I'm telling you. I have never seen a cookbook with more photos in it that don't actually include photos of the food that you're cooking. It's all like personal family photos, photos from these different celebrations and the people that are included. So that is very cool, not so much from a practical standpoint, but but just from a personal glimpse into Emerald's life in Louisiana. All of the different types of celebrations that they have going on down there. This was more of a personal essay from Emerald Lagasse with these photos in here. But of course, the recipes were absolutely delicious because Emerald's a damn good cook. So all in all, I would say that this is a fun book, not especially practical for the everyday cook, but but just great recipes, of course, because it's Emerald. So Yep, we liked this book. It was fun. Just a little annoying with the way it was organized. All right, the rolling results for week number 36 is a very good one. All of us McDoobies were super excited by the roll that came about this past Sunday with Junior McDoobie taking his turn. And as we gathered around the coffee table and waited to see what book we would get, hoping and hoping for a real winner, Bada bada boom, we got a really good one. Yep, he landed on At Home with the French Classics by Richard Grousman. This book is a little dog-eared. Its jacket is torn. It's from 1988, but we've only owned it for a little over probably six weeks or so. Mr. McDoobie picked up this book when we were out of town. He was at a used bookstore and he picked up this book for just a dollar. And I'm telling you, ever since I've opened up this book. I have been in love with it and super excited to tell you next time all about the author. Um, I will tell you briefly that Richard Grossman is a nationally known cooking authority and the former exclusive U.S. representative of the prestigious Cordon Bleu in Paris. Uh, The book At Home with the French Classics was one that his students have long asked him to write. That's according to the dust jacket on the back. Yes. So very exciting book. Very excited to tell you guys all about what we're going to cook out of that one. So make sure to tune in to episode number nine next time and hear all about At Home with the French Classics.
Okay, that concludes another episode of Rolling for Recipes. And I really do hope you enjoyed it and got something out of it that you can take back to your own kitchen and enjoy your cooking just a little bit more. Don't forget to follow me on Instagram at Rolling for Recipes. I share lots of great cooking videos. You can also follow Lubell McDoobie on Instagram. That's where I like to post my behind the scenes, making a podcast from scratch goofiness that I have going on. So would love it if you'd follow both of those and also encourage your friends and family to listen to Rolling for Recipes podcast if they are someone who could use a little bit of me in their lives and in their kitchen. So keep cooking and I'll talk to you again next week. Thanks again for all your support. Bluebell McDoobie, signing out. <laughs>